0: hopefully I'm close enough to the excuse me the microphone <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the little segment the place before the theme music it's perfect
1: All files. podcast All creepy cryptic, cryptic. another, another world.
0: Sweet. Ass sweet. (laughs) There's nothing as sweet as ass.
2: (laughs) That's the name of this episode. Before we even start, kids, ladies and gentlemen, Nick Floyd.
0: (laughs) Always on, always ready. Uh, It's a pleasure to to be here. (laughs) Fuck it, it's going to be a long one.
2: (laughs) We're recording on a full moon. It's been a week for both of us. So, um, strap in, kids. It's going to be either an amazing, goofy, silly ride, or you can just turn it off now. I'm not sure how it's going to turn out. I did bring a glass of wine just in case I needed personality.
0: Oh, perfect. I finished my ugly, so personality is has now been injected in my veins, and let's hope it holds for a full hour.
2: Awesome. Amazing. Well, we'll make this as quick as possible. I know you have been absolutely run ragged today so how are you oh wait one moment please you're listening to (laughs) oddity files the podcast i'm Kitsy duncan
0: and i'm nick floyd and i'm doing pretty good i'm glad it's friday (laughs) i mean it's friday today which is weird for us but
2: well and they'll listen on a friday look at the good we do
0: it's wait what
2: we, this oh, is the, it's Friday's. Friday, it is a and Friday. they'll listen
0: on a Friday. Aha! I got it. You got to you got to talk extra slow for me tonight. Okay. Uh, well,
2: maybe I should actually speak my words. Is probably <laughs> more the case.
0: I'm pretty good. I'm glad. It, I'm glad it's Friday. I'm glad I can say it that it's Friday instead of it being Tuesday like we normally record. Um, but you know the thing that I want to say is do you ever so all right i gotta try to find my words here because it sounds like <laughs> i am just digging and nothing's coming out uh i'm trying to formulate this in a, in a, in a far less negative way than it probably will come off sounding okay but for so a,
2: everybody take this positive yeah, whatever comes out of his mouth right now
0: i'll just say it. super happy have you ever okay. been in i oh no, know that's fucking terrible uh So there was a period of time where I... I, And I've talked about this before with you on the podcast. uh, Where I just kind of stopped listening to the universe. Because, like, the universe uh, gave us a global pandemic. And the universe gave us, like, all these things. And so every time that I thought the universe was saying something... I would, like, reach for it. And then it would crash and burn real hard. Or vice versa. Um, But... As of late, I have been giving myself back into the universal signs and okay. good things happen and all that shit. I say all that to say, and I know you experience this as well, because I know that you're also very cosmic signs, universal stuff, that you, the things that you don't really need in your life at all, mm-hmm. when the universe gives them to you, it's almost frustrating.
2: i don't have time for this wonderfulness is that what you're saying
0: it's so i say all that to provide that's my context to the thing that i'm about to say and it's a very very short uh thing so for those of you who are on patreon you can see behind me and my new podcast dungeon which i'm still trying to figure out how to light it correctly because my posters are getting some like reflection and shit but th- th- my piece de resistance is behind me. It's a poster for The Green Knight, which actually comes out today. That on the day that this podcast is going to air, it comes out. Okay, I would have already seen it, uh, and am probably going to love it. And it's probably be my favorite movie of all time. That being said, I tried to order this poster that's on my wall, an original. Poster original version of the poster on the internet and it didn't exist because this was a new poster for the movie and it got delayed and yeah. yada 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 so i found a copy for 30 bucks it's someone basically printing it in their basement and for what it is it looks fine
2: i would have had no idea it looks amazing yes patreon.com once- <laughs> slash oddity
0: file <laughs> you want to see the quality so last night, I ventured out to the movies for my first time uh, in a while. My first movie in a theater in Florida in six years, uh, which is great.
2: Congratulations. That's awesome.
0: It was good. It was it was, uh, it was was Bo Burnham's Netflix special. It was in theaters for one night. I'm not counting it as my first time back at the movies. That's going to be the green night next week. And so I walk in the theater, and in the theater is a table. It's like a pop-up beer pong style table. And on the table are a bunch of movie posters. Get out. And I'm like, okay, you're probably just going to put them up because when I worked at a theater, the studios are very specific about, like, you send them back, you don't take them, you do this because people sell them, blah, 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 blah. This was years ago. I mean, I worked at a theater when I was a teenager. And I'm like, cool, they're probably going to put them up. I'm not even going to ask about it. Uh, I mean, it was everything from, like, the new Edgar Wright movie to Reminiscence to... It's just all these different, the, the forever purge, just movies that are coming out at the end of the year and then to now. So I see the movie, I get out of the movie, and the table's still there, full of posters, untouched. Completely untouched. And so I asked an employee. And they're
2: like, why aren't people taking Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I asked the employee, I was like, are these, like, is this some sort of grab bag table? Because they've just been sitting here. And she's like... I don't really know, but I've seen some people take them and nothing like someone took one and nothing happened to them. So if you wanted to, you could, and nothing would happen to you. And I was like, I don't really operate that way. I like to get permission instead of just being like, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want when I want. Like
2: the other guy did apparently.
0: (laughs) Well, and like eight people, everyone's movies got at the same time. And because I was standing next to this poster table, talking to an employee, Multiple people were just like, oh, grab, grab, grab. And just the table was just getting stripped. Just fucking stripped. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and she's like, I can ask for you. And so she found a manager nearby. And the manager was like, yeah, it's there for anybody. We 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 use digital posters, so we don't do it. And I'm like, sweet. So this is great, because now that everyone's taken every fucking poster on this table... <laughs> But the last one that was left, Mm -hmm. one of like four that were left, was for the Patreon. Oh, that looks
2: just like the one behind you.
0: Yeah. An official, like double-sided, 27 by 40, beautiful Green Knight poster. So, I say that to say, did I really need it? Probably not. Um... But am I kind of upset at the universe for letting me spend $30 on something someone printed in their basement when I just could have waited a week? <laughs>
2: you know, but had you waited a week, it wouldn't have been there. Exactly. Karma is a, a fickle a fickle thing. Um, <laughs>
0: Not acting and you, on your deepest You impulse. will get...
2: You will get good karma because you fucking asked somebody if you could have that poster. So you have good karma coming your way now.
0: Hopefully. I mean, if I can just rack it up, that's totally great because I could use some of that. But yeah, like, is it some weird, twisted universal lesson in patience? Is it like, here's a reward, but it's a thing that you already have? I don't know.
2: Well, here's the thing. If you would have waited till later and looked and found, you know, an original like the one you own now, it would have cost you $150. Oh,
0: 100%. Someone would have yeah. absolutely. I saw someone nab the the new Edgar Wright last night and so his new movie poster. I'm like, that person's going to go put that on the internet for $300. Yeah. Cuz it's original, 20 So now I'm considering like turning my whole wall into just all Green Knight posters. <laughs> Just
2: different sizes.
0: Yeah, so I cut that one there. And then I'll do the, the one in the big one, and then do another one down there because it's gonna be great. I hope. I really hope you like this movie. <laughs> I'm gonna even get a tattoo tomorrow of the movie title. It's gonna be great, right on your forehead, so it matches your your podcast dungeon. Yeah, I'll oh, buy it all. Oh shit, all of it. I need to. I don't know. They, there's a candle for the movie, and it comes like with a crown from from the movie. But it was like $90. It's like, I'm not spending $90 on a candle. Oh,
2: fuck. The, nobody even knows if the movie's good yet.
0: No. It's, it's just the company. It's A24. And they did The Lighthouse, which I have a poster, and The Green Knight. Okay. And, uh, they do that shit. That, they made a Dungeons and Dragons game of The Green Knight movie. And I got that uh, uh-huh. down below as well. So, if somebody from that
2: movie company is listening, Nick would really like the candle swag. I, Please listen, and thank you.
0: Anything, really. I, I mean, <laughs> I look. I got the book. I ordered the book, uh, the translation. <laughs> God, I'm gonna read it before I see the movie. I'm ready. Anyway, this went on far longer than I anticipated. Please tell me about your life and things that are happening in it.
2: You know, say it's a pretty much film edit sleep. Repeat um around these parts, but you know, things could be worse, and I'm really not complaining. Oh,
0: <laughs> I was like, wait uh, a minute, where's what's happening?
2: So, we went and filmed this uh, amazing it's a bed and breakfast now, but it's in an old, old 1800s farmhouse oh. just north of Indianapolis. It was gorgeous lady who owns it and all of her friends are into holistic healing and and all that wonderful shit that i just dig the fuck out of and um i guess this is really isn't a spoiler but they did a summer solstice uh, gathering there this year mm. and i guess people had all kinds of like life-changing moments spiritual like spirits life-changing moments at this event so and it was amazing because i walked onto the grounds and i'm like this just feels lovely oh, Wow! i feel like i might vomit but in the best way possible because that's my ghosty belly i always feel like i'm gonna throw up if if you know i, I sense something there <laughs> um but the second i pulled on into this driveway i didn't want to leave it was so stunning
0: that's um, that's I mean that sounds like to, for a second I thought you were gonna say livestock and I thought there was gonna be like there was a lot of livestock there and I was like that also sounds like a magical experience um, as long as there is no sacrificing that's happening of said livestock that would be very unpleasant hopefully not yeah yeah uh, for sure but no that sounds like I, I I would totally get down for like a spiritualist camp as long as it's safe oh yeah like if it's a safe Space where like you're not practicing shit that you don't understand uh, and it's more experiential, um, sign me up.
2: It's exactly what this was. And it's like you take from this what you need from this and that's it. They had, you know, um, womb blessing ceremonies for the females. They had bro-ga, aka yoga for men, going on at the same time. So it was just kind of, a magical thing where people could just be 100 million percent themselves that slightly terrifies me, but also intrigues me. I don't know that I'll ever go to one, but it sounds wonderful.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like a nudist colony. I think that I would have a good time if I had clothes on. Same, <laughs> exact same. Like, I want to be, I like the idea that we're all equal. That's pretty sweet. Um, and maybe after like the first 15 minutes and and people have looked at my bits, then I'd be like, okay with it, I guess. <laughs> that still wouldn't be. Uh, nah. I'd be like,
2: they are looking at that stretch mark. I know they are. Every <laughs> single person here is looking at that stretch mark.
0: I feel like it would come uh, and go. It would be like a, like a spinning light where I'd be okay with it for about 45 yeah. minutes. And then at the hour mark, I'd be like, holy shit, everyone can see all of me. And then I think I'm wearing clothes and bend over to like pick up a penny on a a heads up. (laughs) And then I'm reminded that I'm not wearing clothes and everyone can see.
2: (laughs) Before I moved down into Southern Indiana, down here in Bloomington, I lived just south of Lake County, which is called the region. It's where I grew up. And in Roselawn, it is known for having one of the most popular nudist colonies. I don't know if it still is or not. It's been a hot minute since I lived there called the Ponderosa. Mm-hmm. And every year they'd have a huge event called Nudes a Poppin'. Not even kidding.
0: And what is this event? I mean, is this just a gathering of... I,
2: I, I think they would have like porn stars, maybe? Oh. Um. Yeah. It was like kind of like a nude convention
0: interesting i mean i don't really have any commentary to provide but i
2: i I think i might have watched some kind of special on it on showtime at some point just because i wanted to know what was going on like three miles the other way um but like oh god who is the 70s porn star jeremy
0: ron jeremy
2: ron jeremy was always
0: there See, I think that defeats the purpose of a nudist colony because if someone like that shows up and is walking around... Then everybody's going to feel fine with themselves. I mean, I wouldn't feel fi- I would feel like I would... If I somehow wound up standing next to him that I would feel incredibly underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> and then that would completely ca- cause a panic attack because I'm like, everyone can see everything going on. That would be... My version of naked and afraid. You wouldn't have to put me in the wild. You just put me in a news call next to a porn star. And I oh, that, that's it. Bye bye, Nick. You'd watch me die on camera.
2: Speaking of porn stars and stuff and things, um, Scarefest, which is uh, yes. a, a convention that I love because it has paranormal people there all the time. Uh-huh. Nick Groff is going to be there alongside Jenna Jameson.
0: I mean, she's like a horror movie actress now, though officially, right?
2: She did one with Robert England that I'm aware of. I don't know if she's still doing them.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing her in in like some of the I don't even know what the era of horror movie that was, but like the early two thousands, like schlock horror movies like strippers versus zombies that's
2: that's what it was i i love jenna i'm not gonna lie this is out i love jenna jameson i've had a crush on her since i found her on the interwebs um (laughs) you discovered all of her work on the interwebs all of her work um and I kind of lost track of her after the whole Tito incident. They had the twins, and there was some abuse and stuff. I'm like, girl, I can't handle the drama right now. You just take care of yourself. I'll check in later. Um, but I, I did look her up recently because she's going to be at Scarefest, and apparently she's married to something. <laughs> Jenna Jameson update, everyone. She's married to a <laughs> diamond dealer, from Israel and living in Hawaii, and just recently lost like eighty oh, pounds.
0: What a life! I know. What a what a what a solid life! I, what a, also a, a varied twist. We've covered a lot of topics in this first fifteen <laughs> minutes. Uh, no All one over was the board. ready. This is what happens. <laughs> not safe for work. If you didn't know, this is the definition of why you should not listen to us at work. <laughs>
2: Say anything dirty? I have a crush on her. She's a beautiful woman. I'm not
0: saying you said anything dirty. I'm just saying we spent the last 11 minutes talking about porn stars and being in <laughs> being nude.
2: <laughs> paranormal porn, one on one. Speaking of porn and paranormal, have you heard that Stormy Daniels <laughs> is filming a uh, paranormal show called Spooky Babes?
0: I'm here for, great. Solid. She I I would love a full on either investigative podcast series or give her an investigative show. Not even like give her a true crime investigative show and I'd watch it. I watching her handle the uh, accusations Ah. against uh, uh, someone who I won't speak of has been incredibly baller and fascinating how she has just okay. taken everything and just like, fuck you. I don't care about your feelings. I don't care about anything. This is I'm gonna say whatever I want to say.
2: She's a goddamn rock star, is what she is.
0: Yeah, she uh she absolutely is. And on this on the topic of nudity, real quick before we move on. <laughs> <laughs> Gratuitous nudity. Have you I, I almost spit my wine
2: everywhere. <laughs> don't do that again.
0: Have you watched and I, I won't spend a lot of time on this because I hate to be the person who's like Tries to reenact things that comedians do, but have you watched the Netflix show? I don't, Th- or uh, I think you should leave. Mm-mm. He's uh it's, it's season two just came out. Andy Samberg is a producer on it, and Will Forte is in some episodes. Bob Odenkirk. It's like ten minute bizarro uh, comedy. And episode one of season two is fantastic, and there are two skits. One that uh, is at the end of the first episode where. It's all play. It's all Tim Robinson is the comedian, and he just does these little sketches. And it's one where he goes on this ghost tour. <laughs> and the person giving the ghost tour, it's a, it's like a at-night, adults-only ghost tour, so he can swear. Uh, like, people, he says, I can swear and stuff. And so he's just a guy who's spectating, and he just, every time he asks a question... He just asks the most vulgar, like profanity-laced questions. It's very funny, but the the skit that I wanted to bring up is he does a sketch, uh, <laughs> and then I watch it daily at this point. It, he is it's like a he's pitching that Spectrum TV is cutting is about to cut this channel called Corn Cob TV. And on Corn Cob TV, which is a channel, they have a show called Coffin Flops. (laughs) And the the show is basically (laughs) it's it's a bunch of uh, dead bodies falling out of coffins at funerals. (laughs) Oh, dear God. I would watch that on the TikToks. (laughs) And like most of them are naked, like most of them are nude. And so the whole sketch is just him going on and on about like he's progressively getting more and more insane, saying the network. He's like, (laughs) he just—I don't know. It's amazing. Highly recommend watching it. It's the—it's one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time.
2: (laughs) Sorry. Oh my goodness, I'll have to check that out. That's awesome.
0: It's before we
2: move on. I have to show you this really cool that thing that Tammy Huff made me. She brought it to me at PopCon and um, so she does these acrylic pours with paint. Okay, I'm gonna see if I can. Oh, wow. So, can you see him?
0: Where is he? Oh, is that a Squatch? It's a Squatch. Oh, what a beautiful piece of art that is. What is this? it's like yeah. a- Yeah. The-, the, the
2: so She did the acrylic pour, there's some rocks and some moss put into it, and then she put these little bitty trees all around it, and there's an itty-bitty, teeny-weeny little Squatch in there. I'll post a picture of it on the Instagrams. But the Squatch was actually purchased from the Mothman Museum.
0: Oh, wow. What's the base of that? Because from when you hold it held up on the camera, it, it looks like there were some colors in it.
2: Yeah, it's the acrylic paint pour. So she just oh, kind of wow. pours. It's like a resin. So it looks like it's around a lake. It's does, so gorgeous. Does she
0: have an Etsy shop?
2: She should. 100%. I'm going to message her.
0: I would spend on that the size of it that's in your hand. What? That's probably about That's probably about a good 12 inches. 10, yeah. uh, 10 to 12. I, yeah, I'd spend like 50 to $75 on that.
2: Oh, yeah. But just the little bitty squatch. How cool. In there, hiding in the trees. It was so sweet. And she made us Paranormal Crossroad. Um, coasters out of the the same kind of stuff and she used her little cricket to put the the logo and everything on there and she made us t-shirts and it was so sweet of her for KJ, Tiffany and I. Quick shout out to anybody in the Indy area and anybody who's not in the Indiana area. Paranormal Crossroads is airing Saturday nights on WNDY TV or on the YouTube, just go to tinyurl slash pxr on TV, and so we <clears throat> we have it set to automatically go up at midnight, the same time it airs in Indy, so everybody can kind of just watch it at the same time if they
0: want. That's amazing. With some of it, with those channels as well, there are some websites you can go on and you can stream the local channels anywhere. Ooh. So I need I'll I need to look it up. Um, and get the proper information. And I'll, on next week's podcast, I'll actually hopefully have a link to present. But yeah, usually if you find the channel, there's, there's somebody who's streaming those okay, local. Cause I
2: can't even get it. Cause I don't have cable. I'll,
0: I'll look out. I'll look out for you and see if I can find, it. but I, seeing just still seeing pictures and stuff from you doing the convention and meeting so many of the listeners and stuff. I'm so ready for this pandemic to slow down and conventions or whatever, to start up and, Somehow, you know, you and I meeting halfway or or you coming close enough where we can do some sort of live podcast somewhere uh, and get to meet some some folks and some listeners and stuff, because it just looks so fun.
2: It does. We're all such um, good people. CPO recently acquired a show in Tampa, not this year, but next year. I don't know how far. I know F- Florida goes on for like 27 yeah, hours. it's a
0: big old state. So, <laughs> it's close. Tampa's close enough. At this point, living in Tennessee, yeah. driving everywhere, it's close enough. Uh, I think it's like an hour and 20, hour and a half, it, which is easy.
2: Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Uh, that takes me an hour 20 to get to the north side of Indy. Yeah. So it takes me an hour 20 to get anywhere from where I'm at. Yeah. Okay, we should probably move this over to our dear friend Jess, who is no longer Miss Fortune astrology. She is Miss Fortune on Moody because of her brick and mortar, apparently on Moody Street. I don't know. Jess, hit
1: it. Hey there, oddballs. It's Jess from Miss Fortune on Moody here with your weekly energy forecast. Sunday the 1st features two Mercury aspects. First, he forms his semi-annual conjunction to the Sun at 9 degrees of Leo. Then he moves on to oppose Saturn at 10 degrees of Aquarius. The Mercury-Sun superior conjunction marks the midway point of their synodic cycle. That's right, we're halfway to the next Mercury retrograde already. But let's not think about that. Let's think about where Leo falls in our chart, and what kind of message the universe might want to deliver to us in that area of life. The Mercury-Sun conjunction, or Kazemi, will highlight a key piece of information. Oftentimes this is subtle, but if you have any points or planets near nine degrees of Leo, be on the lookout because it will be crucial intel regarding the way you think, the way you communicate, or the way you move. Almost immediately though, Mercury bumps up against the great cock block in the sky, Big Daddy Saturn. You'll be stopped dead in your tracks with this one because Saturn does not play. If whatever the Kazimi brings to you makes you want to take action, trust and believe that Saturn will make taking that action as difficult as cosmically possible. That doesn't mean don't act. It just means make sure you're ready to put in work. Saturn rewards those of us who aren't deterred from our goals. Discouragement is likely, but the message you receive is solid. You may just have to find a workaround, which you'll be able to do on Monday the 2nd when the Sun moves into its annual opposition with Saturn. This series is part of a much larger pattern, which reaches a culmination now. Is there some authority figure who's been dogging you since last winter? Maybe it's not a person, but a mental block. Expect to reach peak frustration with the situation now if you have stuff in the vicinity of 10 degrees of the fixed signs. The bad news is that you're right, something has been blocking you. The good news is that the energy will start to wane now, so you can get some traction and movement. Tuesday and Wednesday see Venus then Mercury tussle with Uranus. First Venus forms a trine to the Great Awakener from 14 degrees of Virgo. Then Mercury squares him from 14 degrees of Leo. Uranus loves surprises. I know, I know, that's what she said, but seriously, he does. And having the personal planets stimulate him for two straight days means that people who have planets on or near 14 degrees of just about any sign might want to lube up. Okay, I'll stop, but be prepared. The trine from Venus says a surprise in love could be in store, but the square from Mercury almost certainly means an awkward interaction in the aftermath. Yes, you are too old to be doing the walk of shame. If you're interested in what the stars have to say for you, please check out my website at misfortuneonmoody.com. I offer many different types of tarot and astrology readings, and you can also help support my small business by checking out my shop, where I sell handmade crystal jewelry, candles, and lots of other cool merch. For daily horoscopes and plenty of inappropriate humor, come find me on social media at misfortune 1111 Ciao for now.
2: She's, she's kind of been kicking ass last couple of weeks. She's like, oh, my God, I almost forgot to give this to you. Oh, my God, I almost forgot to send this to you. But I think she's getting settled in to the old brick and mortar and uh, follow her on all the stuff and all the things. I know she's promoting it at the end of her reports. So definitely check it out. She's kind of amazing. And we're super proud of her.
0: Should be. I'm proud of her.
2: Yeah. Um, I do have paranormal in the news. And I specifically searched this one because somebody had posted in the Facebook group, which is just Oddity Files fan group on Facebook. You can actually find all the stuff and all the things if you go to flow.page slash oddity files. Unless you're looking for my book, I'd rather talk to dead people. (laughs) It's on Amazon. So definitely check that out. Um, But somebody had posted that they're going to sink the Queen Mary. Which is a, a notoriously haunted ship that's out in on the west coast. So I Googled it, and <laughs> the headline from Jalopnik, 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 not Jalopnik, um, <laughs> says Long Beach has three options: preserve, dry dock, or sink. The Queen Mary after reports showing hundreds of millions of dollars in repairs are needed to keep the Queen Mary afloat a bankrupt leaseholder and in an attempt to get the port of Long Beach to control the ship and the threat of derelict Russian sub of a derelict Russian sub with a mysterious owner. The city of Long Beach might finally know what it needs to do with the boat. Where did that Russian sub come kind of from? What is from? this totally story?
0: This. It's like a I fucked up know. choose your own adventure. It's like you can dry dock it, you just load it full of bricks, and just sink that shit straight to the bottom of the ocean. But gotta watch <laughs> out for might- the Russian sub. What? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know.
2: Don't they like make reefs out of like sunken ships now? Like man-made re- I don't know. Let's find out. You
0: can't dry dock it and just make it. A tour? A tour for prop? Keep Please, keep reading.
2: (laughs) Okay. After battling the bankrupt former leaseholder Urban Commons, oh, for fuck's sake, Urban Commons in court, a judge gave the city control of the ship earlier this month. With none of the former options panning out, the city hired a marine engineering firm, MoFat and Nickel... (laughs) to go over the ship and summarize what repairs are needed and the costs. None of them are cheap. The firm's findings gave the city three options, preserve for 25 to 100 years, dry dock or sink. The council was presented with three options, blah, 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 we already said that. It would require, dry docking it would require moving the ship to a dry dock for repairs at a total of 200 million to five hundred million dollars. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ!
2: Yeah, or retiring and dismantling, or sinking the ship, at a cost of one hundred and five to one hundred ninety million. Most of the costs to retire or sink the ship would come from dismantling and transporting it to a scrap facility or a location in the ocean where it would become an artificial reef. More than a few council members want to preserve the ship because of its ability to generate revenue and its historical value. The city gets $3.3 million in tax revenue annually from the ship operating as a hotel and event venue. Mayor Garcia called the ship, and I quote, hard quotes, as Nick would say, an historic landmark not just for the community But for the country, the amount of history is something to be celebrated and preserved. Another council member even suggested the ship to be turned into a federally protected monument. Another suggested a theme park and a casino. Everybody's just like raising their hands. I got an idea. Wait, I got an idea. A
0: bathroom. (laughs) Put your hand down, Terry. God damn it. I told you not to speak at these things.
2: Terry, you were banned from these 25 years ago. Who let you in? (laughs) Cynthia. Whatever the ship's fate, it's not over. A detailed study of damage is coming in the next few weeks, while the ship remains closed until 2022 for repairs. So, this is an ongoing story, Nick.
0: So, we don't know. So, you read me that whole entire story. You give me three options of what's going to happen, and we're not going to find out until next year which one of those three is going to happen? Nah. She's performing routine maintenance. I got a fourth option for you. Call Zach Baggins. That asshole will take anything. <laughs> Haunted Love guitars. I mean, listen, he'll take. He'll buy a ship for two. go, oh, you need 10 million to, to not to sink it? Here, I'll you cut know, a check. I got that in my wallet. Here you go. Yeah. Here's a making check.
2: it rain, Queen Mary. Making it rain. <laughs> Call it
0: Zach Baggins' Queen Mary experience. And of he'll course. write a check for $10 million.
2: Literally, as long as he can put his name on it. Yeah. I mean,
0: I'd do the same
2: thing if I had his money. If I had his money, I'd throw mine away. <laughs> That's what my mom always used to say. Maybe it was my dad. I'm not sure.
0: What a crazy um, what a crazy story. I, I just... I, I mean, there are just no words I, from a from a financial and investment standpoint. You tell me I can save t- $10 million to sink the shit, but if I spend $10 million, I can actually turn a profit on it? They're like, wait a minute. We're, okay, it's we're going to lose money if we pay money
2: to get rid of it. I'm so
0: confused. I don't understand anything at all. And if you've dry docked it and you turn it into something and you remodel it, that's what people do. Yeah. That's how people flip houses. You can't tell me you can't partner with Literally. investors who put in money to to remodel this Queen Mary and then make...
2: HGTV a- will eat that shit up. Oh, make it float. Make it like... <laughs> put some rubber duckies underneath it. It's fine.
0: Yeah, you guys can figure it out. Turn it into a Titanic experience. Just don't sink it.
2: I have seen commercials where there's this spray that all you have to do is spray it on the damage... <laughs> And it will float.
0: It might have
2: been an info. Yep, exactly. I think exactly. the I
0: think the real concern here, if I were Sherlock Holmes, the real concern here would be this anonymous Russian submarine owner.
2: They never even touched on that again.
0: I imagine it's a man who's like who's wearing the really. He looks like the guys who lift barbells in the 1920s, where he's got the really the
2: handlebar mustache, twisty
0: mustache, and like a very bald head. Very. Uh, very slim tank top and just big muscles and he's just roll- rolling around leopard print suit- underwear <laughs> just underwear just sweaty in the summer in the ocean driving just driving up to the boat like laughing he's like <laughs> and then driving away like who's this man he's trying to sink the queen mary <laughs> so stupid oh, his name's boris oh. his wife is natasha you know he's 100% a boris oh yeah for sure. She's a bartender on the Queen Mary, and she's giving him intel.
2: Literally. She looks like <laughs> Jessica Rabbit.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you only have one outfit? She's like, hmm, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I have wigs, and she takes it off, and it's her hair is all black. She looks straight up like Elvira, straight up like <laughs> Natasha from Rocky. And Bullwinkle. That's like her undercover <laughs> shit.
0: And they sink it. She's the one who convinces the owner to sink the boat. And then the submarine comes out of the fucking water and she leaps off of Boris. it. On the board. She's like, Ha! Didn't even have to do it ourselves. See ya,
2: suckers! She, she's got one of those cigarettes with the really long holders on it the entire time. Oh, okay. He lights it for her as she just <laughs> takes a drag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was so it's over like one this of those place. windproof lighters. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, our fans hate us right now.
0: <laughs> or they, lo- but I'm having so much fun. Or they love us. This is a compelling conversation. We have, we have run the full gamut. We have gone from from
2: porn stars to
0: <laughs> Boris and Natasha, from movie posters to porn stars to fictional characters trying to convince. <laughs> A tycoon to sink a fucking <laughs> My cheeks haunted hurt. boat.
2: <laughs> My cheeks really hurt. Speaking of Boris and Natasha, I did watch Black Widow. Highly recommend fellow Marvel fans that aren't Nick, because we know he's not a huge fan of the popcorn movies. But check it out, like, all I like you normal popcorn. people. Wait a
0: minute. I like popcorn movies? I suffered through Space Jam A New Legacy? I like oh, popcorn. I'm sorry. There's no Michael Jordan in that.
2: That's all I hear. That's all I heard. And I'm like, I'm
0: out. Uh, it, was, it was terrible. <laughs> like popcorn movies.
2: I know for a fact that I go first telling stories because you went twice. Did I? You went first twice in a row. That was totally my fault.
0: Oh, well, I mean, the only way to fix it is for you to go twice in a row this week. And it's fine. Yeah,
2: I'll forget by now. My week.
0: story is like a paragraph long, so we're good.
2: Okay. Mine has twists. And turns, it's the haunting story of the Andrews family. Oh. And that story goes <laughs> a little something like this. Okay, the story begins, as all horror stories often do, with a few creepy phone calls to Annie Andrews. In 1986, the boy on the line told his victim, Annie, that he was a teen from a neighboring school and that he tracked her down because she was attractive. And as any teenage girl, she was swayed by his compliments and charm. Annie finally decided to go on a date with the persistent Danny LaPlante. The date, however, did not go as planned, and the girl was disappointed. Annie was shocked at how he looked, but not in a good way. Though he went out, they went out for ice cream, she stopped returning his phone calls and the two didn't go on any more dates. This should have been the end, but LaPlante had other plans and was unwilling to let his dream girl slip away. In the following months, he would turn the Andrews' family's world completely upside down. Annie was, perhaps, going through a lot more than just a bad first date at the time she was mourning. Her mother had died only a short time ago, leaving her, her father and her young sister alone. Grief stricken, the two young girls held seances to try to contact their mother and say goodbye. Little did they know, Danny LaPlante had already broken into their home and taken up residence. Haunting in a whole other way, people. I am going true crime right now. Are you ready? Because this is a fucked up story. Okay. When they held the seance, LaPlante recognized an opportunity to torment the girl who had rejected him. He began to bang on pipes and knock on walls as they did their seances. At first, entrancing the girls and then terrifying them. Things would go missing. Furniture would move. And soon the girls thought that something much more sinister than the ghost of their mother was inhabiting their home. They didn't know how right yet wrong they really were. LaPlante wasn't happy with just making noises and scaring the two girls. One day, Annie and her little sister Jessica heard strange sounds coming from the basement. Nope, the basement. (laughs) Terrified, they ventured downstairs and encountered a horrible sight. Written on the wall in what looked like blood was a message stating simply, I'm in your room. Come and find me. As anyone in their right mind might do, the girls proceeded to run screaming from the house in search of a neighbor that could alert their father. Um, Brian Andrews had never heard the strange sounds Brian Andrews is the father. I forgot to add that to my story. I'm sorry. Um, He'd never heard the strange sounds and had previously dismissed any claims that there was something supernatural in the house. But when he had come home, he found the writing done in ketchup and assumed it was a cry for attention from his daughters. The noises died down for a while, but eventually another message showed up on the wall. Again, the girls fled, and this time, when their dad entered the house, things got weird. When the family re-entered the house to seek out the source of the writing, they all heard noises upstairs. This is where accounts tend to differ on what happened next. Some say it was Jessica, the younger daughter, who went up to the room. Others say it was Brian, dad. Either way, both accounts agree that when the brave Andrews family member opened the door he or she immediately saw Danny LaPlante in all his horrifying depravity. He was dressed in the dead mother's clothing with makeup smeared across his face. More frightening than that, he was carrying a hatchet. This is like legit horror movie shit. (laughs) LaPlante then chased the family through the home, threatening to kill them. Once they were all captured and subdued, LaPlante told them they should start praying because they were going to die. Left alone while the stalker turned faux ghost probably sought out more shenanigans, one of the daughters freed herself from the bonds and helped everyone else flee through a bedroom window. They then called police for help. That wasn't the end of it, though. Danny still had a trick or two up his sleeve. Police arrived on the scene quickly and searched the house. What they had found inside was distressing, to say the least. They saw coins glued to the ceiling, writing on the walls, and even ejaculate on the girls' clothing. The one thing they did not find was Danny LaPlante. The family was reluctant to return home, so they stayed away uh, for a few weeks. Um... When they finally did return, they saw a figure of Danny LaPlante standing in a window. The police were called again to search the house, and this time they found the culprit. If this story isn't terrifying enough, if any of you have daughters, you gotta be freaked out right now. While searching the Andrews basement, one officer thought he saw something odd near the washing machine. When the appliance was moved away, police found a hole leading to a small a small crawl space between the walls. In that crawl space was 15-year-old Danny LaPlante. He didn't exactly come quietly, but was eventually coaxed out of the walls and arrested, almost a year after that fateful first date. Inside the wall, police found a sleeping bag, food wrappers, and beer, indicating he had been living there for quite some time. At last, the family was safe to return home, but this is still not the end of Danny LaPlante's horrifying story. I got to take it deep, true crime, because that's just who I am. Even though LaPlante's crimes were heinous, he was young and treated like a juvenile. He was uh, initially sent to a Department of Youth Services detention center, where he remained for many months. But because of his age and the fact that nobody was physically hurt, he was then transferred to the Air District Court for processing in October of 1987. LaPlante was quickly bailed out by his mother's $10,000 cash bond. Mother of the year right there, just adding that. He was due back in court in December of that same year, but before he could be tried for his crimes against the Andrews family, LaPlante did the unthinkable. This time, his victims didn't live to tell the tale. Andrew Gustafson, a father of two and one on the way, came home in December of 1987 to find his pregnant wife, Priscilla Gustafson, a nursery school teacher, face down in her bed, her pillows covered in her blood, LaPlante had raped her and shot her multiple times at point-blank range. LaPlante went on to drown both of the children, seven-year-old Abigail and five-year-old William, in separate bathtubs. A year later, LaPlante was sentenced to three life sentences for the murder of the Gustafsons. While some of LaPlante's victims continue to live with the residual horror, he has come forward to say he was abused as as a child and that he has become a model prisoner. After converting to Wicca, he launched his own complaints against the legal system. He has filed a lawsuit against the state of Massachusetts, stating that he needs to have access to dragon's blood, black opium, and honeysuckle, in order to practice his spiritualism, why those things? I'm not sure. So, if any witches know for sure, tweeted a bitch. Um, he claims that by withholding these, the courts are infringing on his religious rights. Of course, other members of the faith have come forward to speak about, I mean, to speak out against Laplante. You go, Wicca people, saying that he does not need these things. In order to be a wiccan, and that they do not accept him as one of their own. Like his requests for parole, his, de- his demands for magic ritual items will likely fall on deaf ears. It's hardly justice, as the victims' families agree, but the world can rest safer knowing that the likes of Danny Leplant are now secretly, are are not secretly living in your walls. Shoutouts to ranker.com, Wikipedia, and mamamia.com slash
0: AU. That's crazy. And I was scrolling through the Facebooks a couple weeks ago and I saw a very brief blurb of, a, of someone that I know, someone personally I know, it wasn't a shared story, or whatever. And she was driving home at night or it was early in the morning from a shift and she turned into a neighborhood it was like a back road and as she turned there was a woman who was like standing in a nightgown with her back turned to the road and so this girl was driving and she stopped and the woman slowly turned around and was holding a knife in her hand (gasps) and then oh my god began running and like shouting directly at the car
2: oh my god
0: um, and turns out the woman had just, I mean, she just had some, some serious issues. I mean, the woman was older and, but it's just like hearing the story that you're telling and then seeing, you, you kind of forget that. I think, I think we, in a way, I think a lot of us have become desensitized or, sure. or uh, compartmentalized things as, as being fiction and strictly fiction. But from the story that you just told, it's very clear that like, it's not, I mean, that that's, it's not fiction all the time.
2: No, the boogeyman isn't witches. It isn't Wicca. It isn't seances. It isn't the Ouija board that the girls used in the seances It's fucking people. Yeah. Always. Boogeyman is real.
0: It's, I think we tell a lot of stories on this podcast that we, there's really, sometimes there's just no evidence at all. Uh, we just, we, we, we don't have enough evidence that it is more, uh, uh, kind of up to what you want to believe in, but then you tell a story mm-hmm. like this and you have the evidence and the evidence is there. Um, And then you realize that, you realize very quickly that a lot of fiction is based on fact. You yeah. can't really, we yeah. wouldn't have fiction if we didn't have fact. It's just the way mm-hmm. that it is.
2: No, no. And this motherfucker taking the seance and turning it into what he did, Ah, uh, just what what a horrible human being.
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, on top of the murder and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yes. And absolutely sh- shitty. Of
2: course. That sounded wrong, but
0: you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. No, I'm t- just saying on top of everything else. Yeah. He's he's a, I mean, a, a monster. Like that's, that word exists for a reason. And that this, he is a, a monster of a, of a human. He's not even a human. He's a, he's just a monster. Full-blooded, full-blown monster. Absolutely.
2: It was, you know, it's got just a, a few elements, you know, just a horror slash a little bit of paranormal going on there, but I, I, I came across the story and I'm like, this. Is, I have to share this.
0: Yeah, it's stories like that that always catch me off guard and make me think, how did we miss this? How did both of us miss this story?
2: I've never heard of it before. I literally searched for family hauntings
0: on Google. And I'm
2: like, I've never heard of the Andrews family. Ooh, this is gonna be good. Because I almost did um, Amityville because I don't think I've ever done Amityville on this podcast before, but there's just so much about it. When I do it, I wanna do it right, you know? Um, But then I came across this and I'm like, oh, this is too good to pass up,
0: okay. Wow, well, on a much lighthearted note, after the commercial, I also I have a story to tell you that's lighthearted and fun.
2: Look at you keeping me on track when I'm drinking wine. You're the best. <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. Okay, so that was lame. But we have a new merch store, my friends. Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files, guys we've got everything there. We're still adding more. The prices are much more cost effective there and this store is so easy to navigate. What are you waiting for? Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Get your merch on. Find out why people are calling Paranormal Crossroads a great spiritual journey, or groundbreaking, heartfelt, funny, this new series is absolutely amazing. Just head to tinyurl.com slash paranormal road. That's the letter x this all female paranormal team, including myself, Kitsie Duncan, KJ, and Spirit Medium. Tiffany Rice. Go where no paranormal show has gone before. We head to people's homes and places of work where they're dealing with a haunting of any kind. Nine times out of ten, there's happy tears, there's laughter. This is the paranormal show you've been waiting for. We're adding new episodes monthly, and this is a show you don't want to miss. No screaming, no demons, all the love, light, peace, and positivity and bringing family members closure. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash paranormal x road. That's x as in the letter x. Need more scares in your life? Well, duh, we've got you. Just head over to tinyurl.com slash get shutter. And you'll automatically get seven days free of this all-horror, all-the-time streaming network. From their endless selection of the best in horror, the original programming and exclusive content to their flexible membership plans, Shutter is exactly what you need. Plans start at under five bucks a month, and yes, you can cancel at any time. I mean, what are you waiting for? tinyurl.com slash get shutter. tinyurl.com slash get shutter. G-E-T-S-H-U-D-D-E-R. Let's get scared. Are you looking for that next great read? Well, I've got you because I wrote it head on over to amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com and order yourself a copy of my book, I'd Rather Talk to Dead People, where I tell you the ins and the outs of my paranormal journey thus far. If you've watched the TV show Oddity Files on Amazon Prime or YouTube, this is the perfect companion piece to give you an inside look on what was going on inside my head during my most prominent investigations to date. Again, Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Just search I'd rather talk to Dead People by Kitsy Duncan. Thank you. Okay, you may have heard or may not have heard, but our newest podcast partner is freaking Chewy guys. I know we we talk about our pets all the time and we kind of love our pets a little too much just like you guys, but we're always looking for ways to save money in these current financial times. Chewy's it. Type in tinyurl.com slash O-F Chewy. You help support the podcast. I personally get both our dog's food and our dog's treats and a couple other things sent on a monthly basis directly from Chewy with their subscription service. So please check it out. Please help us out by subscribing to all of your Chewy goods at tinyurl.com slash OF Chewy. My dogs will thank you. And we're back. <laughs>
0: So last week I did say I There were two stories that were a toss up One obviously was a bit a little bit longer One was a little bit shorter And I decided to push the shorter one off until this week And I almost forgot Until I didn't <laughs> <laughs> Same <laughs> yeah. uh, In this story I, I really enjoy this story Because it's a reminder that In this world of paranormal And cryptid A lot of things are sort of If you watch Loki, we have a lot of variants that exist. Um, I loved it so much. I loved it so much. It was great. The finale was fantastic. So good. Um,
2: Do you see that the Scarlet Witch timeline of the last episode lines up perfect? I did.
0: Okay. I did. It's all coming together. Sorry.
2: Fangirling.
0: (laughs) But we, we have a lot of variants in this world, especially in the world of cryptid, especially with one of my favorite cryptids on this planet. One of my favorite cryptids, one of my favorite animals, uh, one of my favorite—I mean, religions to some. Uh, I'm talking about my my main my main uh, <laughs> the thing, Bigfoot. Is squeeze, what I'm talking about. your yeah, main squeeze, my main squeeze. <laughs> so we're gonna go down to the lower state of Alabama for this one, Bama, Bama. So Bama has five urban myths that uh, scare citizens on the regular. And this actually comes from coffeehousewriters.com from the year 2020, so last year. Believe it or not. And I scrolled down the page and then lost my spot. So, (laughs) one of the most famous urban myths scaring these citizens is that of the Alabama white Fang, And I'm saying that correctly. It's is it
2: spelled T-H-A-N-G?
0: Yes. Yes.
2: The
0: White Fang. So, that yes, T-H-A-N-G is the correct spelling, and the White thang is a, a Bigfoot-like creature that haunts Birmingham and central Alabama. A, another blog, Magic City Weekend, wrote an article on the white hairy creature. It states, reports started in the early 1900s at 1st, eyewitness accounts describing the elusive Sasquatch-like creature widely varied. It was a dog. It was a wolf. It was a ghost. The physical descriptions also differed depending on the witness, but one crucial element always remained the same. The monster had white hair and it had an eerie scream. Spooky. A scream... I know. A scream similar to the sound of a woman would... uh, Wow, this writing. Similar to a sound, a woman, <laughs> a scream, comma, similar to the sound a woman, comma, would make if she was screaming. I didn't write this. I just want to make that clear.
2: Okay, yeah.
0: Because
2: who writes this shit?
0: I don't, a journalist who really wants to be a journalist. I, that's, sorry, that's mean. That's, a pseudo-journalist. <laughs> yeah, uh, what's, it, what's it called? A honeymooner. Uh... <laughs> screams that are still heard today on a regular basis. In the 1940s, another witness saw the monster. They described it as being between a bushy dog or a shaggy lion with a tail like a big bush of hair. It's been reported that the hairy beast could walk upright or on all fours. This bushy monster has even been known to climb trees watching its victims walk underneath them. These witnesses never say if the creepy monster ever leapt at them from the branches or stayed hidden. It seems to enjoy scaring the unsuspecting passerby because it hasn't attacked anyone, which is always a good thing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. What sends shivers of fear up a person's spine is the shriek. If It sounds as if a woman is screaming or a baby crying. If one heard something like that, they would want to investigate especially if it sounded like a baby crying. Others swear that it screams in their face as it looms almost seven feet above them.
2: Oh my God, that's terrifying. Especially
0: if that shit runs on all fours. It's absolutely horrifying. Yes! These, encounter, these accounts are fascinating as they don't go in-depth as to how the witness got to be on the ground in the first place. The legendary Alabama white thang lurks in a substantial wooded area an area that surrounds Morgan, Etowah, and Jefferson counties. The sightings in Etowah County are from three different locations: Happy Hollow, four are from Okay, uh, Happy Hollow, <laughs> Walnut Grove, and Moody's Chape. Reports in these locations form a rough triangle and include a wildlife refuge. The wildlife refuge is com- <laughs> comprised of thirty five thousand acres of vast unexplored territory. It is situated along the Tennessee River near Decatur, Alabama. Not surprising, there have been reports of the white creature there as well. Past sightings of Bigfoot in unexplored sections of lands throughout the United States have been reported. The refugee Refugees You're doing great. The ref that's a hard word. Refuges Refuges <laughs>
2: i would have said refugees as well
0: it's yeah i, I, I just I probably
2: would have said the fugees
0: yeah the, <laughs> the refugees Thirty five thousand acres is a lot of land that could easily hide a bigfoot we're just gonna pretend that didn't happen some experts okay. say that the alabama white thang is an albino thang. version of bigfoot others from huntsville alabama say something a little different in Huntsville, the humanoid myth lives in caves or drainage ditches in Jones Valley. Jones, Va- Jones Valley <laughs> follows Governor's Drive and is on Monte Sano Mountain. Cool. This version mouthful. of the, I, it all all these <laughs> this entire story is a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, I'm just having a hard time getting it out. This version of the cryptid has no eyes or ears and like the Ottawa County witnesses, it is white. Some have said it glows in the dark, <laughs> as most what? white-furred things tend to do. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? This description... It has.
2: Wait, did you say it has no eyes or ears? Yeah.
0: This version in Hun- the, the Huntsville, Alabama legend is that it has no eyes and ears, but it... They were drunk. On that moonshine, <laughs> on that blackberry jack... Moonshine shit. Fang. <laughs> yes. This description fits another urban myth I'll write about later that I'm, me, Nick, the non-writer of the story is never going to talk about again. <laughs> <laughs> it also doesn't fit most of the reports saying the monster resembles a Bigfoot. There have been numerous sightings of a humanoid Bigfoot-like creature from other states. Washington, Colorado, and Arizona have all had Bigfoot sightings. And in those sightings, he has brown hair, black hair, or even reddish-brown hair. In Alabama, he has white hair. But the Alabama white fang does match Bigfoot's physical description.
2: I I, I think I have the explanation.
0: This whole entire thing is just one giant explanation.
2: (laughs) I feel like some exotic animal collector grabbed a Yeti from uh, Russia, brought it to Bama, Mm-hmm and it got loose because you know these things should not be caged people I don't I've been telling you this entire time just let them be and and it got out and pretty soon you will see light brown big feet everywhere I feel like it's a, my crazy is telling me it's a female and she shall breed with brown thangs.
0: or she just found a nudist colony in Alabama <laughs> showed up and they were next new porn star they were very interested she was welcomed in with open arms. The Alabama white thing, thang has white hair, much like the abominable snowman. So it's funny you just said what you did, because this you didn't know where I was going. So I,
2: I really thought you were done. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: now known as the Yeti of Tibet and the Himalayans, the Yeti could be a cousin of the Alabama white thang, which raises the question, is the Alabama white thang a distant offshoot of the Yeti? If so, it could be two branches of the same family root. One shoot migrating to the Himalayas, while the other shoot settled in Alabama, which geographically makes absolutely no. zero fucking sense. I like my version better. <laughs> you you had logic. You should have re- written this article. Uh, the mystery of the elusive hairy humanoid hasn't diminished over time. There are many reports of explorers searching for the elusive Bigfoot josh gates of destination unknown went searching for the elusive yeti he actually discovered footprints of an unknown hominoid is it the yeti well you have to watch the episode decide for yourself ye fucking hootie the <laughs> alabama white thing dad bods for days <laughs> what josh gates yeah i love him i don't know who
2: he is <laughs> oh my gosh he's actually magical you would like him. Uh, probably. He's snarky. I
0: feel, if you like him, I like him. He's a friend of mine if he's a friend of yours. Heck yeah. And in conclusion, the Alabama white thang is still an ongoing investigation in Alabama, too. It continues to fascinate people so much that a gentleman, gentleman named Jim Smith founded the Alabama Bigfoot Society. The Alabama Bigfoot Society is a website filled with a lot of information about their Bigfoot. Sightings are reported from around... Various parts of Alabama for you to track, and you can also purchase Alabama Bigfoot souvenirs like baseball Ooh. caps and t-shirts. Nothing says Bigfoot hunting like a little merchandising. <laughs> well, you know, so that I will probably buy some. <laughs> I, I mean, give me an Alabama White Fang baseball cap. All oh, that's all I wanted to say on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the story of the Alabama White Fang in a nutshell. Um, I don't think this specific interpretation of this cryptid has gone and spread like the wildfire it normally would because I feel like there has been a lot of moonshine consumed in this area.
2: I feel like it's the name, too. It just isn't catchy like Bigfoot. Alabama white thang. White thang. I mean, I feel like it was like late 90s, early 2000s, and they, they were trying to go for that little John vibe going on.
0: Well, I feel like they just didn't evolve. I feel like Bigfoot started as, there's a large hairy thang in the woods, and then that eventually turned into Bigfoot. That's evolution. I yeah. feel like... Amongst the first sighting, someone said, I found a white fang. And what state was it in, sir? Alabama. Well, we're going to call it the Alabama White Fang. That's going to stick. And it never, sadly, it never evolved, but has a lot of things in Alabama. I, I can't, I'm, just I'm just kidding.
2: Sorry if any of y'all are from a- Alabama. I love Birmingham. I li- I do, yeah, I do love me some Bama. They got some, some football, some. College football down there, Bama got the and Roll Tide, college, right?
0: College football hunk's Roll Tide. Got and I, I, I I'm a huge. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoy Birmingham very much. It was a joke. I didn't mean it. Um, Never been. It's great. It's a great city. So anyway, that's the story of the Alabama white thing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Done.
2: <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Let's. We're running over. So I'm going to read. A listener story real quick because I interrupted your story with my long conclusion and you weren't even concluded
0: yet. I just so. paused for dramatic effect and I gave you enough room and you <laughs> you were like he's done hashtag kitsy shit <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay. Hi, my name is Stella. I shared my doppelganger paranormal story with you a short while ago. Thank you so much for sharing it. There is another story I wanted to share with you. I tend to believe that the gift of being open to paranormal entities is somehow heredity, Hereditary? Hereditary. There's a movie about that. It's terrible. <laughs> and my mom has had an insane amount of paranormal encounters. It's not terrible. It just has terrible things that happen in it. My story actually begins with one of hers that she told me once years ago, and I never forgot. My mother lost her brother, Mike, before I was old enough to know him. I was an infant when he passed and don't know what he looked like. My mom shared with me a story that one night, years after her brother passed, she was lying in bed trying to sleep. She opened her eyes and saw her brother, Mike, standing at the edge of her bed, and he looked extremely angry. She described it as his eyes were red and bulging, and he looked so furious. She told me that she saw this apparition and was horrified and said, Mike, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be dead. She said that he screamed back at her in a moment she will never forget. Supposed to be dead? Supposed to be dead? I am dead. And he just stared at her for a while, fuming. That's terrifying. She attempted to close her eyes and ignore it, but she was so disturbed by what had happened, she couldn't fall asleep. She called his wife, nope, yeah, she called his wife, who is still with us, and told her what happened. This is one of the spookiest parts. The wife had seen the exact same apparition at the exact same time. I've never heard of anything like that before.
0: That's like dreams intersecting. That's like sleeping yeah. in bed next to the person that you sleep in bed with, whether it be a stranger or not. That's your own personal choice. Or white thing. Or white thing. And you <laughs> having the same dreams. I know that shit yeah. happens all the time. And they're usually not dreams. They're usually nightmares. They're never like. What? Yeah, you know that shit? No. Oh.
2: That's terrifying. Yeah,
0: have a nightmare with someone. It's it's not recommended. Uh, no. No. <laughs> zero. Out of five. I never want to do. No. It's zero out of five. Do
2: not recommend. Uh, fast forward many years later when I was about 17 and still living in the same house. That was a magnet for paranormal activity that I described in the last story. I, too, was lying in bed one night and looked up to see a frightening apparition. One of a man looked to be late 30s whose eyes were red and bulging like my mother had described seeing her brother. He resembled a black and white photograph a hazy black and white apparition of this furiously angry man. I was scared, and I didn't even bother to try to communicate with the entity. I pulled the covers over my head in hopes he would be gone by the time I pulled them off. When I pulled them off, a few minutes later, he was still there and staring intensely. Eventually, I just fell asleep. I love this girl. Stella, you're my hero. Um, I don't know what my uncle looked like. I did not know him and haven't seen the uh, photos that I remember, but I still wonder if I saw my uncle that night. I've never told my mom this story or asked if she thought it could be him because I don't want to upset her. But the apparition I saw was eerily similar to what she described, and I can't help but wonder. My mom has seen so much paranormal activity in her lifetime that it's really scared, scarred her and she chooses to tune out of it and has tried to teach herself to be less receptive to paranormal because she doesn't like what she's seen. So I often wonder if my uncle gave up on sending her messages from the other side and turned to me instead. On a sad note, he was an addict and met his demise as a result of his heroin addiction, which led me to suspect that the anger may be coming from feeling like his family didn't make enough of an effort to help him. And in turn, he had to leave his wife and young daughter behind far too soon. So real quick, Stella, um, I... I don't know who this was. I don't know why he's angry. I feel like once you pass over, um, there there's an, an a peace that most people receive. Maybe he didn't. Maybe your mother um, saw him as she thought she would see him. And in turn, maybe that's just the impression that he gives. I don't know. I'm just kind of trying to help you come to peace with this. But... Um, I don't know. I don't think the family should blame themselves in any way, shape, or form. I don't think the the mother or the children should blame themselves in any way, shape, or form. That is all on him. Um, I'm sure everybody tried as much as they could. Um, But thank you, Stella, for sending that in.
0: Yeah, I liked her own analysis of it as well. That was was, uh, interesting. Because it's like you're... I've, and i kind of said this in the past but if you, you providing your own analysis of your own experiences is sometimes a lot uh easier said than done but if you can do that no one's going to have the perspective that you have even if it's someone from the outside and even if you're explaining because it's hard to tell yeah. <clears throat> a story because there are so many de- there, there are backgrounds to every i mean who these people are, the location, the smells, all these different things that just will always make your personal experience something you can never truly share with somebody else. Um, Experience. Your story, you can share with anybody. You can tell your story to whoever and get as descriptive as you want. But to kind of discover your own analysis of the experience that you had is very beneficial. And I feel like... It gave you Kitsy something to kind of go off of because you're 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 taking her analysis, which gives more background, yeah, to the experience and puts you in a position a better position to give your analysis of the background. So yeah, great. and I'm not
2: discounting how this man looked or anything like that. I, I, do they show themselves as they want to be seen? I don't there's no answers to all this stuff. Yeah. So um, it's a, an amazing story and good for Truly. you for not, you know, giving in to what you didn't want to have to deal with. Always keep your boundaries, people. I love that your mother's able to keep her boundaries. I think it's wonderful. Huge shout out to our executive producers, Doug Locke, Ryan Hoke, and Donald Blanchflower no more wine while i'm podcasting guys check out all the stuff and all the things at flow.page slash oddity files send in those stories oddity crew at gmail.com i'm kitsy duncan weird is the new cool <laughs>
0: and i'm nick floyd wait did i get it backwards now shit and, and I, I no no oh, we're doing it right we're yeah, doing okay, it right got it nailed it, it didn't happen i'm nick floyd <laughs> ghost on
2: Yay! Look at us. Someday we'll be good at this. I don't know. Oddity Files is part of the Just What I Needed network. We hope we're just what you needed. The podcast is brought to you by the Oddity Files TV show. Have you heard of it? Have you watched it? Head on over to Amazon Prime Video and check out Oddity Files, a three season investigative paranormal show. Music provided by James Grice. Please support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash oddityfiles Give a little, give a lot. It helps support the podcast. And we appreciate our producers, Donald Blancheflower, Doug Malden Locke, and Ryan Hoke. We have a merch store. Can't get enough of Oddity Files? Wear us on your body! tpublic.com Slash stores slash Oddity dash files. Please support our partners; every little bit helps. Rate, review, and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's what helps us get the word out there. And you know, we can always use a new weirdo or two. Come hang out with us on our Facebook fan group. Just search Oddity Files fan group. All kinds of fun stuff. You can win things. You can read memes. You can buy cool shit. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Okay. Go. I'm done. What are you still doing here? Just get out of here. God, I love Ferris Bueller.